You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. The first thing I wanted to do around Declaration Sunday today is just remind each of us of our mission and our heart as a church. Uh, Maybe you've just joined us recently and you haven't even heard about our mission and our heart. And so I just wanted to to share that with all of us freshly again, to just to reinvigorate us. After the last two years, we need to be reinvigorated, amen, for what God wants to do in our lives and through our lives. So our mission, we exist to care for our community and connect every individual and their families to God, to see all loved, reached, included, and restored. That's, that's the mission. It comes from the Great Commission, amen, Matthew 28. And our heart, our heart is this, that that all would have the opportunity for a relationship with God and know God's grace to all. Not some, not every now and then, that all would be able to know God's grace. Who is God's grace? Jesus. It's God's favour. We, do we deserve it? No, but God loved us so deeply that he wants all to know his grace. You know, over the past couple of weeks, you may have seen this scripture around a little bit. But it's from Job 22, verse 28. And it says this, You also declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your ways. Isn't that what we want as a people? We want God's light to shine on our ways. We want His light to shine on the path that we're meant to be on. And so we're declaring, I just want to encourage you today, I'm just not declaring something that I went into my office and it's like, God, what would be a cool thing? To declare. I didn't sit down and watch your Christian channel and go, that's cool. I might declare that. No, no. We get our declarations from the Word of God, from the Bible. There is no other place. There is no cooler place than the Word of God to get a declaration. And the reason we need to rally around a heart declaration out of the Word of God is this. It says in Habakkuk 2 verse 2, Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that the runner may carry the correct message to others. See, it's a the correct message is there's a vision that needs to be written down into our hearts from the Word of God. And we need to run with it and carry it, that message to others. Amen. It's a write the vision and make it plain type of day today. If you're taking notes, which I'd encourage you to do so, you can take those notes in the Bible app if you're not a a pen and paper person. But the first thing I want to share with you today is this. It's it's a little of my story today. I want to share around your heart being captivated. See, when, when was your heart captivated by Jesus? For some of us, we're going back in time. It was a while ago that our heart was captivated by Jesus. For some of you, it's more recently that God has come into your life and your heart's been captivated by Jesus. That moment when your life was changed forever. That moment when you knew knew beyond a doubt that God loved you. And for me, when when my heart was captivated, it it was a dear friend of mine and he was unrelenting in inviting me to church. When I say unrelenting, I mean unrelenting. All of the syllables. 
He wouldn't let a week pass without offering an invite. His heart was consumed with the desire to, to share the hope and the love of Jesus with others. And he, he looked like, in every part of his life, he looked like he was living this out. It, it wasn't a, oh, with you, I'm inviting you to church, but with that guy, we're like, we're going to go do some bad stuff. No, every part of his life was devoted to the call of God. And as he looked at the way that I was living, not for a moment did he look at me and he's just like, I'm judging you for your actions right now. That was never his heart. His heart was always, I see you as someone that God wants to get to know. I see you as someone that God sent Jesus for. And he made it his life's purpose not to hold someone to some unobtainable account, but he instead he made it his life's purpose to be present in my life so that I could receive the salvation and reconciliation that God had for me. My heart became captivated when I finally relented and I gave him the ultimatum. I will come if you never ask me again. It was all God needed. I'll come if you never ask me again. I tell you the truth, it, it made a way for a powerful encounter that not only changed my life forever, but my heart was captivated. Captivated by the love of God that God had for me. Captivated by, captivated by the love of God that the Father had for me. God the Father had for me. See, my heart was captivated with the same hope that I had received. My question for each of you today is, what's captivated you? What's captivated? You add salvation. If you, if you know Jesus this morning, your heart was captivated at salvation. But in the last two years, what's captivated you? What's captivated your mind in the last two years? I just want to encourage you again. It's, it's time to let the Spirit of God captivate our hearts again. I'm not talking about losing salvation. That's not a discussion. That's what I'm talking about. There's lots that's happened. There's lots that's been in front of us that has captivated our attention. But today in Jesus' name, we, don't, don't we declare it? That our hearts are being captivated by God, by the Father. And if your heart is captivated by God, I just want to encourage you to even ask yourself this question, how is it outworking today? How's it going to outwork after today? See, our hearts, they can be captivated by many things. And at this time of your life, with all that's happening or perhaps in your world is still happening, it's time to turn back to the one who captured our heart at salvation, to relent and turn to the Father. Maybe, maybe you're listening today and you don't know God personally, yet to have that wonderful revelation. I just want to encourage you with this today that God loves you and offers hope and love to you. He offers forgiveness of sin and salvation. My encouragement is allow your heart to be captivated by him today. One of the things that I strongly felt in sharing around this today was that God is calling us back to the basics. Back to the basics. Back to basics of our faith journey, 
back to the basics of our journey with God. You know, the last season for us from 2020 to 2022 has been disruptive. It's been challenging. And amongst that disruption, it's been easily to be distracted or perhaps even feel disconnected. Perhaps even at times disconnected from God. So God used to hear you so clearly, but there's so much going on that I can't, I can't filter it. And see, this is one of the reasons that I've been encouraging you, the church, over the past three to four weeks in particular, with the heart cry of, this is your callback. This is your callback. Even in the midst of disconnection, even in the midst of separation and lockdowns and lineups and a pandemic, your call still remains. The call on your life still remains. The call on the church still remains. The call for the church of Jesus still remains. This is your callback to join God on His mission. This is your callback into relationship. This is your callback into the house of God. This is your callback to the Father. The truth is for all of you that there is a calling on your life. And especially today, if you don't feel like that's the case, there is a calling on your life. It's not a feeling. A calling is not a feeling. A calling is a transaction that happened when you receive Jesus in your heart. We each became called, amen. God saved you, restored you into relationship with Him and gives you a call to join His mission. My cry, the the cry that's resonating in my heart at the moment is, it's time to come home to the Father. It's time to come home to the Father. It's been burning in my heart. It's been resonating in my heart for for those who have felt a separation from God, for those who have felt like they've been suffering in isolation and and for for those who don't know God yet, this is your callback. It's time to come home to the Father. You know, in Luke 15 verses 17 to 24, we catch this glimpse of a young man who had taken his inheritance gone out to live his life in a very, very self-fulfilling way. And eventually he comes to the end of his self and his money and he's left destitute. He's physically, emotionally and spiritually bankrupt. He's got nothing left. But he comes to this revelation that his father's employees have it better than what he does. And he concludes that he's sinned against God and sinned against his father. But in verse 18, he decides to come home to the father. And in verse 20, he decided that it's time to get up and move. I can't stay here anymore. I need to get up and I need to come to the father. Let's just read this passage of scripture. But when he came to himself, he said, how... How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Let's take a moment there, right? No longer worthy to be called your son. I encourage you today, you feeling unworthy and feeling like, 
You're not acceptable to God. That, that, that's a lie from the enemy today. That, that is not God's word over your life. And he goes on to say, make me like one of your hired servants. In verse 20, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the father said to him, Father, and, and, he, and the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandal on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. This wonderful picture of an earthly father rather than holding his son to this account that he could never live up to. Grace just bleeds out of the father towards the son. So I, I embrace you. I bring you in. Yes, you've acknowledged that you've done the wrong thing. Yes, you've acknowledged that you've sinned before God and me, but I just embrace you today. Let's be merry, amen. So in going back to basics, it's the deepest desire of my heart that we rally around this purpose and existence of the church. We see this picture of the father and the son just welcoming the son back into the house. The son had decided it's time to go home to the father. And the father's like, I'm ready to receive you into my house. So for us, it's time. It's time to rally around this heartbeat, this heartfelt message. And it's my desire that we take on that mantle to, to welcome sons and daughters back into the house and connect them to the Father. It's God's desire, it's God's heart to reconcile all people to Him, reconcile people to the Father. And so the declaration for us this year is relationship with God, grace to all. Now, that's not new. You've seen, we, we do The declaration for us is relationship with God and grace to all. We want every single son and daughter to find a way back to the Father's house, to have relationship with Him. We want every single son and every single daughter to know that God's grace is for them. It's to all, not for some, but to all, amen. Relationship with God, grace to all. We're gonna unpack this this morning. See, it's my heart's desire, and I pray that it's your heart's desire today that we join God in His mission. This is not us making a new pathway to do something fresh and new. The fresh and new thing to do, amen, is go back to the basics and join him in his mission. That every person refines relationship with God through Jesus, who is grace to all. See, what I love about this declaration of relationship with God and grace to all is that there's a twofold declaration in both parts of it. The two, twofold declaration is this, that it's for your relationship with God to grow daily or to be rekindled. To grow beyond where you currently are on the journey or where you were on the journey. It's, it's for us to grow closer in our relationship with God. 
it just doesn't happen at salvation. And then we, like, we get a stamp in the passport and we're good to go. No, we need to develop that daily relationship with God the Father. And the second part of that twofold declaration is that, but it's a heart cry for others to come back to or come to for the first time into a relationship with God. It's for us and it's for others. And the grace to all part, it's a declaration that God's grace and favour is for you and on you to offer to all. When I say offer to all, I mean even to the people sitting around you. Not just to people in your workplace, not just to family members, to offer God's unmerited favour to the people closest to you, to the people that you sit at the dinner table with. Because those who are closest to us, it's often easier not to offer kindness and not to offer grace and not to offer favour. God's grace is for all. And the second part of that declaration about grace to all is, but it's also God's grace and favour for all to find Jesus and be known by God the Father. Let it begin to resonate in your heart today. So how do we arrive at this statement of relationship with God and grace to all? Well, it's the Bible. I always find that it's a wonderful place to start. The Bible. In Romans 5 verse 18, it says this, Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. It's the Word of God that because of Jesus, everyone has the rightful pathway to come to God and have right relationship with Him. See, at one stage in our lives, we were all struggling with sin that consumed us. For those of us who have been Christians for a while, it's often to, it's easy to, to forget that that was once our truth. Our truth was that we were caught in sin, unknown by God. But we need to be reminded again that it was Jesus who brought us into relationship with God. And for those who don't know God personally today, I, I share this with you again, that Jesus made a way for you to be free from sin and the ability to have a right relationship with God. The relationship with God experience is all about having a new life, being set free from the old life and thrust into this new life that God has for you. I'm going to read a, a bit more out of Romans 5 just the passages surrounding us. I feel like it gives us a better picture so that we can allow the, the word of God just to take deep root in our hearts. Romans 5, 17 to 19 says, For the sin of one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners, but because of the one, one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Amen. 
God's wonderful gift of grace, gift of righteousness is Jesus. Many being made righteous. It's the heart cry. It's God's heart cry that many will be known by him and made righteous through Jesus. And it's, it's also my heart cry that we'll be the people that are able to offer that to friends, family, people in our city. Amen. See, briefly this morning, what stands out to you the most in this passage? Is it the sin factor or is it the grace and relationship factor? It's really important for us to to get this right in our minds and our hearts, particularly if we've been brought up in a, a family context or a school context where there's right and there's wrong and people will be held to account. Yes, we all need to be held to account. That is true. But when it comes to the word of God and his heart, he made a sacrifice for all, a sacrifice for many, that we could be made righteous through Jesus. And when that happens, the old life is gone and the new life begins, amen. No longer will we be held account for those past sins because they've been forgiven through Jesus. What stands out to you the most, the sin factor or the righteousness and grace factor? See, this passage talks an an awful lot about the sin of Adam and that many became sinners, but it also talks a lot about what God through Jesus has done and to bring hope and salvation. And let's just step out of the message for a little bit. Some, Some folks don't want to hear about sin very much and other folks only want to hear messages about sin and consequence. Surely, Surely the preference is for all of us that we acknowledge the need for all people, including ourselves, to acknowledge their sin and the need of a saviour, Jesus. Surely that needs to be our heart cry that joins with the commission of God rather than choosing, I don't want to hear about sin or all I want to do is hold people to account for sin without taking the log out of my own eye. See, what's more important than pointing out someone's sin. What's more important than pointing out someone's sin? That person is more important than pointing out the obvious. We know when we're doing the wrong thing. They they know that they're not quite on the right path that they're meant to be on. Let's be a, a people that rather than pointing out the obvious, let's be a people that point people to Jesus rather than point out people's shortcomings. So Jesus died, rose again and set us free from sin. To be clear this morning, as a Christian, if you're comfortable in your sin, it's a dangerous place to live. To be clear, it's a dangerous place to live. If you have found yourself rationalising that sin is simply behaviour or thought patterns, my encouragement for you today is to turn to Jesus. I'm pointing you to Jesus this morning. Let's be a people that point each other to Jesus. Yes, we need to work through some things. Yes, we need to catch up with a counsellor. Yes, we may need to catch up with a pastor. But can I encourage you? Just don't be comfortable in those things. Point yourself to Jesus this morning. 
So if you need to catch up with Pastor Naomi or, or myself or you need to talk to your Christian counsellor, what, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do to put spiritual and practical and emotionally healthy practices in place so that sin is no longer a master of your mind and body, can I encourage you to do that? And likewise this morning, I talked to those who are perhaps focused too much on the sin of others and the consequence that people need to have. Can I encourage all of us to be reminded that Jesus was sent to save the world and make a way for redemption of every person from sin to God. Jesus should cause us to see the righteousness in us and the hope for it in others. To be a people that offer grace to all, to be a people that offer Jesus to all. So just briefly this morning, what does it mean to, to have a relationship with God? Well, to have a relationship with God, it, it starts by acknowledging that we were once bound by sin and through Jesus dying on the cross, being buried and raised again on the third day, that we have a way to come into relationship with God. And by, by confessing our sins and believing in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, it's a way for us to start that wonderful relationship with him, to be known by the Father. What does it mean to have a daily relationship with God? It's about spending time with him, about spending time in prayer, reading your Bible and listening to him daily through your Bible, the Holy Spirit ministering to your spirit to join him in the mission of seeing all come to know Jesus, all come to know God. See, daily relationships just not about spiritual practices. Daily relationships about being activated into the mission also. Yes, those things I mentioned, time in prayer, reading your Bible, listening to him, reading through your Bible. Wonderful tenants that we all need to be activated in. But if you're not activated into the mission, it's a part of your relationship with God that's going to be strengthened this year. Amen. Sharing the hope of Jesus. That all may come to know Jesus and know his ways. And so I say it like this, if you, if you want to write this down this morning, grace makes salvation for all possible and a relationship with God a certain certainty. Let's say it like this. Jesus makes salvation for all possible and a relationship with God a certainty. Just simplify the way we think sometimes, all right? We can try and make about all these other things. Jesus, the doorway to salvation, and he makes that relationship with God a certainty. Let's talk about grace to all for a little bit this morning. I am running out of all the time. Titus 2.11. Who's ever opened up the book of Titus before? Don't put your hands up. It could be embarrassing. Um, one person, this morning, after this morning, every one of you can, can put your hand up. So, yeah, I, I'm well-versed in one verse in Titus. Titus 2 verse 11. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. The grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. Who's the grace of God that's been revealed? Who's the grace of God that's been revealed? Jesus has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, grace to all people. 
this is I, I love I love getting into these scriptures for us today because it takes our Christianity from just like yeah I, I know Jesus to I know Jesus and I want to join him in the mission. See God's grace has been revealed for all people. It brings salvation to all people, and our our declaration is that Jesus would be revealed to all people. Grace to all that Jesus would be revealed to all people. That salvation would be known to all people. And this morning, I I put this out there for each and every single one of us. Grace is for me. The favour of God is on my life. Grace is for others. And I'm called to show Jesus to others in what I say and what I do. Grace to all. Grace is for me. The favour of God is on my life. Grace is for others. And I'm called to show Jesus to others in what I say and what I do. Amen. So how do, how do we receive this grace? How do we receive Jesus? We received grace and favour and hope and salvation by confessing that Jesus is the Lord of our lives and that God raised him from the grave. And then we choose to follow him. Amen. But how did you get to receive grace? How did you get to receive Jesus? How did you get to receive salvation? Well, for me, like I said earlier, it was through my friend, his unrelenting pursuit to share the hope of Jesus with me. That's why I stand here today. That's why I'm proactively seeking to love and lead my family better because of his unrelenting determination to chase me down like a wild three-legged dog. (laughs) So he was well-versed in the basics. He wasn't a preacher. He hadn't been to Bible college. He hadn't stood on a mountaintop and had a dove come down and rest upon his shoulder. He hadn't had any of those experiences. What he had had, is an encounter with Jesus where he became saved and realised that this hope wasn't just for him, it was for all. It was for all. He was well-versed in what matters, following Jesus, his relationship with God, and sharing Jesus, grace to all. By being well-versed in the basics of what matters, of following Jesus and sharing Jesus, relationship with God, grace to all. Now, I just want to encourage you with this today because maybe I'm just like someone who just likes to kind of sit back and just take it easy. It's like, you know what? There is a whole lot of people in the world that are just like you that like to sit back and take it easy but still need to share, have the hope of salvation shared with them too. You, You don't need to be someone who's outgoing and someone who likes just stand up and, hey, everybody, Like, if that's not you, please don't be that person. That's somebody else. Let somebody else be that person. Be who God's called you to be, but have the hope of salvation resonating in your heart. Declare it through your words. Declare it through your actions to show grace to all and share Jesus. Amen. And so this morning for all of us, your relationship with God has to impact you and it has to impact others. Your relationship with God has to impact you and it has to impact others in that order. (laughs) In that order. 
It's one, it's one thing to be really proactive in sharing the hope of Jesus, and that's awesome. But if it's not impacting you and resonating in you and calling you to be more Christ-like, then we're missing the boat. It has to impact you before it impacts others, but it needs to impact others. See, my friend's relationship with God impacted me with salvation. When you say it like that, it's like, ooh. My friend's relationship with God impacted me with salvation. I don't know if there's a, a better thing to be impacted with than salvation. <laughs> salvation. Just as the band comes this morning to get ready, you know, it's, it's my heart. I'll read this scripture again, Job twenty two twenty eight. You also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. Believing today that the Word of God is declared, that it goes into every heart. Believing today that it's established for us, established in our ways so that light will shine on everything that God's called us to do. God has called us to be a beacon light, amen. A beacon light. You know, in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, without prophetic vision, people run wild, but blessed are those who follow God's teachings. My heart cries today is even as we rally around this declaration, that it's the Word of God. And it's, I believe prophetically that it's a vision for us, not just for this year, amen. This is like, this is the reason why the church exists. The church exists for no other reason than to have a pathway for people to come back to the Father, to be known. God destined from the beginning of the world that He wanted to be in relationship with us, but He had to send Jesus for a pathway for every single one of us to come back to truth and come back to relationship with Him. So today we, we declare over our church, over our city, over our families. We declare relationship with God and grace to all. We declare over ourselves relationship with God and grace to all. We declare that it's gonna impact me and it's gonna impact others. See, this church, it's, it's a place for all to find salvation, to find hope, to find relationship, to find Jesus to find Jesus. And so the call to action for you this year, it's not homework, it's call to action. The call to action is that as you grow deeper in your relationship with God, as you commit to going through emotional health and discipleship that, I just wanna encourage you, we're gonna be running more emotional health and discipleship in turn two and three than we've done before because we wanna help this declaration reverberate through our city and the hearts of people. But I declare upon you that your life will be a living display of relationship with God. As you grow deep, this is your call to action. As you choose to grow deep in your relationship with God, as you choose to commit to discipleship and health, can I encourage you, step in to be a living display the call to action this year is for you to step into new practices of connecting with people and cultivating friendships and relationships over food 
and spending time with people. Your call to action this year is to step into new practices of connecting with people and cultivating friendships and relationships over food and spending time with people to be a beacon light. Can I encourage you? Spending time with people preaches loud. Loving people preaches loud. Eating with people preaches loud. Eating with people. (laughs) See, at the beginning of this morning, I I share with you how my relationship with God started. And later on in the coming months, we're going to have a new series called My Relationship with God. I want to encourage you to ask yourself these questions now so that you can be ready for a new series that's happening in a couple of months. Write this down if it's not on the screen. My relationship with God. Where did it start? This is where I am now. How did I get here? You, you, you got to know this stuff. Where did it start? This is where I am right now. How did I get here? The reason I, I, I want, want this to get into your spirit today is this, because now I want you to ask, this, ask yourself the question, how can I help someone else have their own story? How can I help someone else have their own story? How can I help somebody else say, this is where it started and this is where I am now and this is how I got here. I got here because someone cared enough to share the hope of Jesus with me. And so this morning I declare over you that your relationship with God is growing. I declare over you that you'll be part of somebody else's relationship with God starting this year. I declare that you'll be found in grace and you will offer grace in Jesus' name this year. We declare that it's it's time it's time for people to re-engage and time for people to be restored with their relationship with God. We, de- we declare that it's time to re-engage with others and we declare that it's time to come back to the Father. Holy Spirit, just as your eyes are closed this morning. Holy Spirit. You know, you may be in this space or you may be watching online today and You've heard me talking a lot about relationship with God and that God's grace is for all. Maybe you don't know Jesus personally. Maybe you've never, never known Him. Maybe you never had the opportunity to respond to salvation, to acknowledge your need of a Saviour, to acknowledge that sin perhaps is ruling your life, but you need to be set free so that you can have a new life. And walk into everything that God has for you. If you're watching online today or at a later time, this, this, is, this moment is for you. And I declare it's time to come home to the Father. It's time to know the Father's love, God's love for each and every single one of us. If that's you today, just, just where you are, it's like, yeah, I, I need to come into relationship with God. I need to know Him personally whether it's the first time you've done it before, this morning, this moment is for you. If, if that's you, can I, can I invite you just with everyone's eyes closed just to lift up your hand and say, yeah, that, that's me. I, I need to know. Awesome, thank you. 
To anybody else today? Yes, awesome, thank you. Anybody else today? Once you put your hand up, you can put it down. Anybody else today? Say, yeah, I, I need to come back to the Father. I, it's time. It's time for me to make a decision to get up and come to the Father. Yeah, awesome, thank you. Anybody else today? Holy Spirit, God's ministering to your heart today. If that's you, don't, don't let this moment pass. It's time. It's your time. It's your time to come home to God the Father. He loves you so much and doesn't want you to be separated from His love. Does anybody else say, yeah, I've I got to get back. I've got to get back to God the Father. I, I need to come into relationship with Him. I need to be forgiven of my sin and set free of those things. I don't want those things to consume me any more. Is anyone else today? It's like, yeah, I, I'm in for that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're not alone today. People responding to Jesus and His salvation and His hope. This is what we're going to do this morning. If maybe, maybe you put your hand up or maybe you're like, too scared to do that. What matters today is that you respond to Jesus with your hands up or your hands down. What matters is that you're responding to Jesus today. I'm going to pray a prayer in a moment. It's a prayer of salvation, of coming into relationship with God and receiving God's grace. I invite you today to pray this prayer after me of salvation. Let, let, let's pray. Church, can you, can you join me as well? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross, to be buried and rise again on the third day. There's an empty tomb and there's an empty grave. And today, Lord, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you raised Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. I turn to you. I surrender my life. You are Lord of my life. I declare that I have relationship with God and I have your grace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, you pray that prayer again. Can, can I encourage you today? It doesn't end here. It doesn't end here. There is a journey of relationship that God wants to take you on that is exciting and challenging because you're leaving the old behind today and you're stepping into the new. So it, it will be challenging, but it's exciting as you come into a deeper relationship with God. Don't do it alone. You need people around you that can encourage you and spur you on and offer grace to you. And you know, when you're going through a tough time, they're like, come on, let's let's go. It's time. It's time. Amen. So if that's you today, I invite you come and have a chat to me afterwards. I'd love to talk to you about the decision you've just made. If you're online today, you can go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps. Information about how to follow Jesus, but also information about what to do next and how to get into contact with us. If you're not local, please get in contact with us. We would love to, to introduce you to a church that will spur you on to follow Jesus as well. God's good, amen. God's good. Relationship with God. Grace to all. Let it burn in your heart. And can I encourage you, let the, let the burn, burning in your heart, it's time to come home to the Father. Let it be your heart cry for those in your world. Amen. Relationship with God. 
embraced or we're getting back to the basics of the commission. Amen. As a church.